What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Critics Corner Podcast. I am joined by the usual suspects, Armand Amini, which I don't know what he's doing right now. Uh, if only you could see the Zoom video. <laughs> and Luis Barranco, who is eating a Rice Krispie treat. It's been a couple couple weeks since we last got on the uh, podcast feed here. If you haven't seen the Taylor Swift episode with our friend Joe, I highly recommend it was an absolute banger. Uh, best, high, most viewed, most listened to podcast we've had yet. So we want to keep it rolling today. First off, Luis, any updates with your life? And how is that Rice Krispie Treat tasting right now? I mean, it's been pretty crazy. I mean, food going well. The sends are getting harder, you know. I mean... Last Thursday, I got a couple stories, you know, we, we kind of had like a backlog of stories that have happened in the past couple of weeks, but you know, I don't know how, how many stories we're going into, but you know, so here at 2021, baby, it's official. Get the t-shirts out. We're, 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 we're making merch real soon. Get your Sahara. Merch. Yes. I, I don't know if anybody's going to want to buy that. That's the hair 21, 2021 t-shirt. Who's not going to want that? Maybe Luis did send uh, send that picture of a, a picture of a shirt that said Sahara to the group chat. That was uh, interesting. Sahara 2021 merch coming out real soon. All proceeds go to coronavirus and cancer. Uh, Wait, they could just go. You're funding cancer? What are you doing? Bro, cancer sucks, bro. Like. Why are y'all laughing? Cancer is actually like a legitimate no, thing. No. Like you're saying you're funding cancer. Yeah. <laughs> what? Bro, All right. Bro, I've been up since like 6 a.m. working, so relax. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm securing a bag out here. You know, I, I know we're role reverse. You're now playing FIFA as we speak. You know, if you guys had the video component of the podcast, you can see that Armand has become the king of the sticks while I'm like, my eyes are about to pop out of my skull as we speak because I've been in a book this whole morning and in meetings. Nice. So, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm doing my best Armand. I'm doing my best uh, prime Armand, like team of the season Armand. So. Well, we don't have really anything specific planned for this podcast. I know we do have a mailbag that we are going to get to. I know we haven't talk, talked about NBA uh, in a while and there, we've had the draft and free agency since our last NBA podcast where we just talked about kind of the offseason in general and our thoughts about that. A lot of NFL weeks have gone past. Things have really changed in the NFL um, in terms of like MVP race, uh, teams that are, you know, contenders or pretenders. The Bucks have been struggling. So we'll talk about that. I think I kind of want to start about talking about NBA. Um, I haven't I was able to watch most of the draft um, and been paying attention to the free agency. I'll start out with Luis, I guess, asking, do you think, I think I know my biggest winner, but do you have any specific like big winners from free agency and the draft? Well, I've got a couple winners from free agency and we'll get into the draft later because it's fresh. Obviously, um, and I think Armand would wholeheartedly agree with this, but the Lakers, yeah. you tell me you can trade uh, Danny Green, who was absent in the bubble, yep. for uh, Dennis Schroeder. That's already an upgrade. You, so let, let, let me put it easier terms. You lose Danny Green, you lose Schroeder, and you lose – no, not Schroeder. You lose Danny Green, Rondo, and Dwight Howard, and you're able to replace Danny Green with Wes Matthews who still can stroke it from three. It's like an upgrade. Wes, Wes, like, before that big injury, when he played with the Blazers, even a little bit with the Mavs, like... But it doesn't matter. You don't need him to play that big of a role because those minutes that Danny was getting is going to go down to Schroeder, and then you get freaking Montrez Harrell. And then after you add Montrez Harrell, they're like, okay, we're just going to swap to Bale McGee for Mark Gasol, who, like... Like, people are underrating the crap out of that move because it's not like Marcus Saul's game is predicated on athleticism, man. That man can stroke it from three. He can, he, he's a rim protector. I'm, I'm, and he's going to be big for them in some playoff series too. I agree. I mean, he's got championship experience, obviously. A lot of playoff experience with the Grizzlies, arguably our best player in franchise history. The guy is... We, we talk about, like, how great he is defensively. Maybe he's lost a step 
but he's an intelligent defender. He's not an athletic defender. That's how he's always been. He's still like the big matchups are going to be, can he do something to Jokic? Can he manage that in a playoff series? And then maybe if they play the Blazers, like, can he match up with Nurkic? I don't, you could put Montrez on Zubac or Ibaka. Like, Mark, you need a seven foot one guy like Mark to actually match up with a Jokic and a Nurkic. So that's a big get. He can stroke it from three at a down season last year in terms of his three point percentage. But I think what we don't talk about is how great of a passer he is. That has not changed. And I think losing Rondo. Replacing him with Dennis, Schroeder's outstanding offensively, but he's not a great distributor, right? So you need to get, you know, playmaking from somewhere. And surprisingly, you get it from the center position with Mark to sort of add to that team. I think they're definitely better than they were last year, personnel-wise. We'll see how things go. Um, and Rob Palenka, people sleeping on him, but dude has made incredible moves the past couple years. And I think... If this works out well this year, like he should be winning executive of the year um, when it's all said and done, but we'll see. I think I definitely think the Lakers are a huge winner, Uh, but I don't think Rob Palenka has made great. Like he traded his entire future basically for Anthony Davis and it ended up working out. Obviously they won the title. Uh, but that wasn't like a crazy savvy move or anything. Um, Not hard to recruit players to LA either. Yeah, but I, I will say this offseason, outstanding job. Marcus Gasol for Joel McGee, great swap out. I love the Schroeder signing. I mean, that that's to me probably the the best free agency signing any team has made all season. Or trade, uh, or trade sorry, yeah, trade whatever trade. You're, trade, sleeping, trade. you're sleeping on that four years, five hundred million that Gordon Hayward got. And I was going to say, actually, my biggest, my second, my second biggest winner is Gordon Hayward. I bro, mean, give me that, bro, give me that agent's name. I want to call him. Bro. I to represent me in the Sahara, man. If, if I had that man out here in the Sahara, man, I'd be. He's going to coach his agent, dude. Come on. Shout out Priority Sports, uh, his agent, his, his co- agent company, whatever. But. Like, leave it to the Char- – like, I texted in the group chat. Leave it to the Charlotte Hornets to make that signing. Was it four years, 125? For a dude that's been a complete shell of himself since the injury uh, that he sustained within the first, what, hour of playing for the Celtics. And, like, I know it wasn't his fault that he got hurt in such a freak way, but, the man- I mean, he's been trash. He- he's been injured. Uh, he's had- he- I think in-, in Utah he averaged, like, 25-4-2 or something. And in Boston he averaged, like, 10 points a game, 15 points a game. Featured in an offense and he's this like primary or secondary playmaker has the ball in his hands and is allowed to put up shots. He gets the green light as the first or second option on a team. He's going to put up 26 and five next year, in my opinion. And for a team like Charlotte, who's not getting talent, you know, like flooding uh, their roster, I get why you do it. It's just, again, you were saying that you were going to be patient, waiting on Miles Bridges, LaMelo, P.J. Washington. You want these guys to develop. What good is it going to do to sign a guy like this, move up to the ninth or 10th, maybe the eighth seed, maybe you make the playoffs. You're not getting good quality picks and like draft prospects from that spot. That's just a limbo that they tried to get out of when they didn't re-sign Kemba, who's clearly a better player than Gordon Hayward is. And they gave Terry Rozier a massive contract last offseason as well. And it's, it's a weird dynamic on that team with LaMelo, Terry Rozier, and now Gordon Hayward, and a few other young guys like P.J. Washington. I don't know. It, it's either going to gel like pretty well, but I ultimately seeing it. And I do think James Borrego is a very good coach, but I, I, I see them their max ceiling is like an eight seed, maybe a seven seed in the East, which is – Honestly, I'd rather just miss the playoffs and have a chance at the lottery than be the eight seed and lose to the Bucks or whoever in the first round. I mean, that that's a debate as old as time. Um, I think another loser, uh, or my first loser, uh, and it's one of those teams that has been perennially the eight seed in the East uh, recently is the Pistons. Now, they had a great draft with Killian Hayes, Isaiah Stewart, and Sadiq Bey. Uh, I think Killian Hayes could be one of the best players in this draft, and he's got the best drip by far of any uh, rookie in this class check out leagues fits check out his instagram 
very clean European fit. And he's pretty, he's a pretty young guy. I think he's 18 years old. And then they went out and made, so they didn't resign Christian Wood, who ended up taking three years, 41 million with the Pistons, which good for him. I think that he's one of the more underrated players in this class. I had a great breakout season last year, but then they went and signed Mason Plumley for three years, 25. <laughs> um, not really sure where that signing came from. And they, then they, they signed Jeremy Grant, who was a good, uh, good two way player, like great defender in the playoffs for the nuggets last season, but they gave him 60 million over the next three years. To me, that's a massive, like way overpaying that man. Um, he only averaged 12 points, three rebounds last season. And he's 26. And then they also have obviously Blake Griffin on that roster. Who's getting paid a fat contract as well. So I, I, I don't see, and unfortunately, you know, living in Detroit now or Ann Arbor close enough team's going to suck. So it's kind of going to be one of those teams where you go to the games to watch the other team. Um, if we can go to games this year, obviously, um, but we're on lockdown here in Michigan. So that's one of my losers. I got, I got a big loser, big time, big, big time, big loser. Let me hear. And, and Armand, you're going to hate this. I'm sorry. I know this conversation we have, I bet our listeners are probably so mad that we have this conversation every single podcast episode. The Milwaukee Bucks. Bro, you gave up five first-round picks for Drew damn Holiday. Yeah, it's not worth it. You could have gotten CP3, bro. Like, Drew Holiday is great, but Drew Holiday is not going to take you to the NBA Finals. Drew Holiday ain't going to beat the Raptors, the Celtics. That's not going to happen. And then your next player moves is, like, you can't get Bogdanovich. But, you know, okay, you can't get Bogdanovich, but, oh, we're going to sign Tory Craig, who, I mean, is underrated as hell, but is Tory Craig a legitimate bench option? No, he can't score. Um, who else? Um, let's, let's, see, let's see who else is signed. They signed this uh, – I can't remember. They signed this, this, uh, this, this boy. I, I, what's his name? Um, another guard. I'm going to have to look it up. They signed this other guard. They lost blood – like, they lost guys in that trade. For Drew Holiday, they lost a couple guys in free agency. They're marginally better than they were last They're year. They're better. They're worse. No, marginally. I think that I, – again, you're underrating for Holiday. He is not worth five first-round picks. Or really, it's two and a few swaps. But, like, he's not worth that. If it was him and Bogdanovich, then I'd be like, okay, you guys are going all in on this season. You overpaid, but I respect it. Like I think you have a chance of making the finals, and it's a solid one. But with what they did and how they blew that Bogdan trade, yeah, you're right. I agree with you, Luis. I think it was uh, – were you thinking of DJ Augustine, Luis? There's another cat they signed. They, had, they signed some other dude. But I'm just saying, if you're downgrading from DJ Augustine, you're from George Hill to DJ Augustine, I mean, that's not good. Brian Forbes from San Antonio? Oh, Brent Forbes. That's that's a steal sign. Brent Forbes underrated as hell, man. That man can stroke it from from the three. I'll, oh, by the way, uh, let's give a shout out to my GM pro. What's his name? Uh, Sam Presti. Yeah, this is straight up going like get assets and flip them. He's literally has seventeen first round picks. Like, go ahead, big man. Like, they're about to get some like seventh graders on the team. Sam Presti is playing NBA 2K in real life. There's going to be a draft in five years from now, 2025 draft, where the Thunder have like six lottery picks or something absurd. They're just accumulating assets over, but they're going to be terrible this year. Obviously, they got Shea and no one else. Guys, really, they keep they cannot keep all of their picks for the next three years. There's too many players. Like even if they had no one on their roster, what are you talking about? And the, no, I'm saying they literally cannot keep all of those picks because you draft those players and sign them. That's more than 15 players. Like you literally, unless you're sending a bunch of guys to the G League doing the yeah. cheap that Luis does on my league, like that's what they do. Not gonna happen. It's gonna happen. There are a lot of these are a lot of lottery tickets, quite literally and figuratively, because the NBA lottery. But if a few of these guys work out. Then by 2023, 2024, you have assets down the line that you can then use in a deal to like bring a more established star into the mix and then you move forward. I don't think they're going to keep all of these picks. I think hopefully a couple of them work out and then you add guys with the rest of your assets 
that you have through a couple trades and maybe free agency. But Sam Presti's killing it, man. He's doing what every 15-year-old that got 2K21 this year dreams of doing, and nobody's mad. So, okay. No, but I want to talk about that point you just said. Like, yeah. OKC, you, you, I don't know if you've seen, but OKC is one of, like, the really, really, like, they're, like, one of the industry leaders in using the G League. Like, they literally would promise guys, and when they had – KD and Harden, KD, Harden, and Westbrook, when they had Westbrook and Harden, no, Westbrook and KD, or just Westbrook, they'd be that team that would just, in the mid-20s, they promised some player, that player would shut their, like, whole draft process down, and they'd ship them to the G League. Like, what's that guy? They had Roberson do that, Josh Hustis, who, I mean, didn't pan out, but, I mean, they they got a bunch of guys who developed. Like, got that boy, uh, what's his name? That, that guy that got cooked by Harden, Lou Dort. Yeah, and like, look, I mean, like, they can do it. Like, they're going to keep them all on, Mom, because, all right, you, you don't think they'll bring in three rookies, but you got to think about it like this. So the problem is, like, they'll draft, they'll draft, they're not they'll draft two guys, and they'll draft the Euro Jack and Sash. You know? What do you guys think of the Chris Paul trade? Good shit by, uh, by OKC getting picks. I mean, I just don't understand why Phoenix does it. I mean, you're going to be a middling team because it's not like Chris Paul is going to make you win a, an NBA championship, and it's not like they're going to win an NBA championship over the Clippers, the Lakers, and the Warriors, which, I mean, and if the Warriors don't have play, but Warriors still going to be the Warriors. Warriors going to Warrior. Luis, so, I'm curious. My, my thoughts on that is it's the West and you're the Suns. If you have a chance to be even more competitive next year, you take it. They haven't made the playoffs since Ash Amari days, bro. It has been desolate there. It has been a desert inside and outside of that arena, literally and figuratively. Like, they have not had a chance. If they have a shot at making it as a six seed and pushing somebody to six or seven games, I'm going to take that. I'm sorry. Who's going to push? Who's going to take that? Huh? Who are they going to push? Because they're going to finish a four. They're going to be a four or five seed. They're going to push a four or five seed, and then they're going to get knocked out in five by the Lakers. Yeah. What's that? What's the point? I think it was a move to entice Booker to stay for another season. That's also a good point, and I would say sometimes for a franchise, it's not championship or bust. There are 30 teams in the league. If you're the Lakers, if you're the Nets, if you're a big market team, then yeah, you're right, like obviously. But it's the Phoenix Suns, my guy. Like, Yeah. Out of being really competitive, they're going to take it. And I think that narrative is just the narrative that it should be championship or bust all the time is false. Like for teams that have a chance at being contenders or like close to contending, you take that shot. Otherwise tell the Pacers to pack up their bet. Like they never had a chance at actually winning an NBA finals but are you going to tell me like the PG Roy Hibbert, George Hill days, that, that was a waste of time? Of course not. I would say I would have rather the Suns traded for Drew Holiday and dumped a lot of their assets because yeah. maybe there's more of a future there. And then the Bucks have signed or traded for Chris Paul because yeah. they're more in win now mode. I would have made more sense to me. Exactly. Thank, you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. God dang. Thank you. I, I just don't understand it. Oh, I got breaking news. Time out. I got breaking news. Uh, heard it here first on the Critical Point podcast. Uh, Brandon Ingram just signed a max. Brandon yeah. Ingram signed a max, and Bam just signed a max. Yeah, I don't so, know about Bam getting the max or Ingram you know, actually. But, <laughs> you know, that. but you know, if Bam gets the max, you know what that means, right? Jared Jackson Jr. No, it means if Bam, gets the, if Bam gets the max, that means they're out of the Giannis race. They don't have cap space for Giannis. They basically. Yeah. That's pretty much it's the yeah. Mavs award the Warriors in a trade, the Sixers in a sign and trade. I think it's I think it's the Mavs. Like they didn't do anything Toronto. this offseason. Toronto. Don't sleep on the Raptors. Don't sleep on I'm Messiah. not going to Toronto. I'm I'm going to the Mavs because if I have Luca and KP, I know I'm this I'm probably I'm one A or one B with Luca. And I have the next 10 years to contend. Can you imagine Luca and Giannis on the same team? Oh disgusting. My God. It'd be disgusting. And then surround them with shooters like KP, 
like Tim Hardaway. <laughs> what? <laughs> what is happening? I think he's watching the United game. Next question I have is, do you think James Harden and Russ, Russell Westbrook start out the season with the Rockets? I would say yes. No question. Yes, yes, yes. The start of the season is like a month away, so I think so. Personally, I don't see – like the whole Nets trade, Harden, Kyrie, and KD, how would that work? Like, again, there is one basketball – Harden needs the ball to be effective. Kyrie needs the ball to be effective. And KD is most effective when he's ball dominant, but he doesn't have to have the ball all the time. If you have those three guys – you liquidate all your assets and you don't have much of a bench. Like you'll be good. Maybe great. Maybe you'll have flashes. Maybe you'll put up 170 in a game, but you're not going to win a championship. At least in the it's first. for me. I don't think he's going to Brooklyn. I'm like, I, I don't even think it's a, a conversation anymore because a, I don't think the nets have the assets to make that trade. Yes. You can throw in Dinwiddie, Lavert, and picks, but that's like fantasy football where you trade, a superstar player, like, I don't know, Kyler Murray. And the other guy offers you a, just a bunch of players. Like just cause you have a bunch of players in return doesn't mean it's making up for that production. James Harden's a top five player in the NBA. And if you get uh, Joe Harris, Karis LeVert, Spencer Dinwiddie in return and maybe some picks, you're still not matching that production. I, I think he, a team that does have the assets is, is Philly with Ben Simmons and maybe t- saw some picks in there. Um, and I, I, think, I think Ben Simmons is worth more than James Harden is right now because of his age, because Harden, superstar Simmons is an all-star. There's definitely a gap between them, but Harden's about to be on a downswing and Ben Simmons is on the come up. And if you give him his own team, like the Rockets, I don't know. I think he ends up being, he might ascend to being a superstar. And because of the age gap, I think you would have to add, maybe not even add, maybe it'd just be, you know, matching salaries. But I don't know if I was the Sixers, I don't know if I would add a bunch of picks with Simmons to get Harden. I do agree that I think Simmons will be a star. I think Harden is definitely a benefits from the system in Houston that where he, he had the ball all the time and did whatever he wanted, basically. And in in, in 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 Brooklyn, it would be a nightmare him having to play off KD and Kyrie. KD or Kyrie, Kyrie is like one of the most toxic players in the NBA. Um, and so is James Harden. I think KD would be the most level-headed player there. But yeah, Luis, you got any thoughts? Well, I have, I have two things. Harden's done it before, but I think I have a bigger question. Um, Armand, who's the new Drew Holiday of the podcast? I mean, is it going to be Karis LeVert? Who's the new Drew Holiday that you're going to put in every trade proposal that we do nowadays? Or any contender needs help? You know you were saying, uh, like, they're not going to trade Drew Holiday. He's not on the trade block. I'm like, who's the new podcast? Under a rock, like, the past 15 years. It doesn't matter if somebody's officially on the trade block or not. Like, they're going to get moved. It made sense for Holiday to get moved when he did. I thought the Pelicans could have gotten more for him. Not in picks, but like in an established, solid young player. Probably would have taken that over the picks. But the Pelicans and OKC are looking to have a monopoly on the draft over the next five years. So we'll see. Or an oligopoly, whatever. Um, I love the Pelicans and what their future looks like right now. But they do have to pay. They just gave Ingram the max. Yep. They're going to have to pay Zion on the max, too. So there's two two max contracts right there. So they're going to be limited, but it's a great thing that they have all these picks. Oh, for sure. Who's the new podcast king? Because Drew Holiday got traded for a month. Who do I think is moving next? If that, and who do I think is underrated that could change a team? Oh, the guy that you're gonna, the, the guy that you're going to bring up every podcast. Oh no, it's Drew Holiday. That's the man they need. I don't. I actually don't think Brad Beal is going to leave until maybe the middle of the season when him and John Wall are looking like an eight or nine seed. Um, so I really don't have anybody for you, man. Like the trades that were going to be made have been made. I thought CP was leaving. I, I mean, a lot of people did, obviously. I also thought Drew Holiday was leaving. 
I don't right now there's not a huge piece that I think departs from a major team except Harden and Westbrook, which we all agree is not gonna happen until the start of the season. So um that's yeah, fair. Nothing that's for fair. I do want to say another big loser, and I think you guys would agree with this, Boston Celtics. <laughs> yeah, they lost Gordon for nothing. They got Tristan Thompson, good signing, but Tristan does not make them better than they were with Gordon, even though they needed a center that's a rim protector, good defensively, solid, or at least serviceable in the post offensively. Gordon Hayward, trade value-wise, is worth more. And as a player on their team is worth more. But would you say their roster got better this offseason? No, I would not. Personally. What would you and say? No, definitely not. And they were obviously in the Eastern Conference Finals. I think they have been in the finals the past three of the four years. Haven't made the NBA Finals once. I think their window is closing, uh, at least in the short term. They have Brown and Tatum locked up for the long term. But like this, this coming year, I don't see them contending for a legitimate title out of the East. I think you got Milwaukee and probably Miami in front of them right now. And, and Philly, I actually like what Philly's looking like this year. Um, finally got Brett Brown out of there. I like the Nets right now. And the Nets, yeah. I like all of those teams in front of Boston right now. Nobody beat the Lakers though. Lakers in four. Against who? Anybody. Lakers against the world. They'll beat anybody. Lakers are not going to go 16 and 0 in the playoffs, my guy. But, they're going to be good. They're going to be the one seed, well, depending on how seriously LeBron takes the regular season. Okay. And, yeah, they're gonna, I think they're going to go back-to-back. Back right as, as things stand right now on November 24th, I, I my pick is the Lakers, and it's not a huge debate. I think the Clippers are another big loser too. Yep. They lost Montrezzi for nothing. I mean, if they got Rondo, if they got Rondo and Ibaka, then all right. They're at least in the same position they were, if not improving slightly. But losing Montrez, not getting Rondo, having Rondo go to the Hawks, re-signing Marcus Morris, they needed to do that, obviously, but they don't have a playmaker. That's what they've been missing. Kawhi is not a guy, like, he's a good passer. He's not the guy that's going to distribute and serve as your primary playmaker on a championship team. You need someone else. And I don't know where they're going to get it at this point because there have been so many moves made. I think they're going to have to wait till the middle of the season to facilitate a deal to bring in another guy that can hopefully start for them. Pat Bev is an outstanding defender. We know that he can shoot threes to some degree, at least better than he could five years ago, but he's not a great passer and, and they need that. So yeah, that's where I'm at with it. Luis. Luis has nothing to add. I liked what the Hawks did, uh, signing Gallinari. I mean, he got paid pretty heavily by them. I think he got three years, 60. But they also brought in Rondo and Bogdanovich. They got Bogdanovich as well. And Rondo, like obviously Atlanta was one of the youngest teams in the NBA last year. I think bringing in some savvy vets like Gallinari and uh, Rondo. Rondo to teach Trey Young. I think it's it's good good for them to get some experience on that roster and maybe they could be contending for the playoffs. I don't know, but I, I like what Atlanta did as well. The East, anything is possible. I'll say hopefully Rondo teaches Trey how to play defense. Um, that would be great. If Trey is an average defender, even though he's small, like if he's, if he's an average defender, he gains 10, 15 pounds of muscle. The guy's a top 15 player in the league. Right now, I know he was an all-star starter. I don't even see him as a top 20, 25 guy just because of how much of a minus he is on defense. And I speak – I agree. I speak about that from experience, playing with the Hawks on 2K. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got to hide him. And also, they had no depth last year. And the only major veteran presence they had was Vince Carter. So, I think – Bring in a Kongwu, who I think has the potential to be an all-star in this league. If he ever touches the ball, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because they have Clint already starting. I really hope it's not a situation well, like with the Heat, where the Heat 
had Hassan White Whiteside and buried Bam for a few years. They had I think Bam could have risen a couple years before this if he wasn't buried by Hassan. They had to play young. He needs yeah. to look how to pass the damn ball. He, I mean, he averages nine, ten assists a game, but that doesn't – he doesn't move the ball a lot. It's usually like a finishing pass that he makes. So you're absolutely right. He can't be a black hole for the ball. Um, like, unfortunately, he is, and a couple other super ball-dominant guys are in this league. But – I mean, we'll we'll see. I like the Hawks actually in the nine to ten range to make the play-in game or the play-in playoffs. Uh, I can't wait for the Hawks versus Hornets play-in game. Oh yeah, Woo! I don't. Either of them made the bubble this year. Nope. So Do you think the Grizzlies make the playoffs? No. 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 I, I'm really sad to say that. I think the Rockets drop out of the playoffs because I think. Harden and Westbrook are gone by the end of the season. Um, I still so think they make the playoffs. I, th- I think they drop out. And then I think who rises is the Suns, obviously. I think the Warriors make the playoffs. So who's getting booted out out of that group if you're elevating those two guys, those two teams? The Grizzlies might make the 10th seed. I think we got a shot at that. But – I don't see us making the playoffs outright, like as a seven or eight. So, we'll see. Hey, shout out, shout out to the Blazers though. Blazers made some, the Blazers made some good moves. They brought back Carmelo. They got Rocco, and mm-hmm. they got uh, who else they get in? They got Enos Cantor, basically for scraps. That's cool. The 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 Trailblazers could sign prime Michael Jordan, and they're still not winning the title. <laughs> hey, I don't care. I don't care what Portland does. Like it doesn't. Okay. Okay, if they sign Prime MJ with CJ and Dame, I think they do win a ship. <laughs> like anything short of Prime Michael Jordan, you're absolutely <laughs> right. I I don't see them. But I think uh, like a underlying storyline with the Grizzlies is the fact that Jaron Jackson Jr. can't stay on the damn floor, always injured, and I think he's going to miss the start of this season. So, Wait, hold up, you're saying that Jaron Jackson? I thought you're going to say Jaron Jackson can't stay off of the mall. And I think that man cares about more about his fits. Love the guy, but I think he cares yeah. about more about yeah. his fits and his uh, his the core coming onto the floor than actual uh, basketball. Because that man does not post anything basketball related off season. That man is posting Dior, Louis yep. Vuitton, Goyard, and I'm like, fam, brev, you gonna hit the court or hit some weights, or I'm gonna be bigger than you, mate. Um, I don't think you're quite six eleven, Louis, but. Let's get into some NFL talk because I know you guys want to get into that. And I'm going to open this up with an interesting debate. And I know Luis benefited, benefited from this last weekend. Do you think Taysom Hill deserves tight end eligibility in fantasy football as the starting quarterback for the Saints? Hey, hey, he lost it. He lost it officially today. He did lose it. He did lose it. Thank God. I mean, next topic. Let's talk about the Steelers. Are, are the Steelers for real? Are the Steelers going 16 0, Armand? 16 0 Steelers. They got the Colts left. They got the Bills left. And then they got the Ravens this week. But the Ravens got COVID. So before 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 Armand answers, I will read their, their schedule. So they got the Ravens this Thursday, if it happens due to COVID. Then they go Washington. Then they go Bills, Bengals, Colts, Browns. I think the Steelers are going to go 16-0. and And I think the Steelers are actually kind of underrated. They're, everyone's talking about the Chiefs right now, the Saints, who I do think are a pretty, pretty solid football team, and uh, the Raiders kind of been looking good, the Bills. I'm not hearing much about the 11-0, 12-0, whatever they are, Steelers. I think they have a great defense. I know they have a great defense. I mean, even without Devin Bush, they've been figuring out how to get it done. Um, and Big Ben is still making throws. They got a, a, just a plethora of weapons. I don't like the running game that much, uh, but I do think they're underrated just in terms of like, no one's really talking about them as legitimate contenders, even though they're 12 and I Like I haven't heard the buzz around them as I've heard around the Chiefs. Do you guys have any thoughts on that one? Facts. I mean, it's the first undefeated team this late in the season that I don't think 
is in the top five for contenders right now in a lot of people's minds, which baffles me. Um, I think they're underrated. Uh, I do think they go 14 and two, though. I think they lose to the Bills and the Bengals. Um, Bengals without Joe Burrow. Yes. I and think the Bills and the Bengals. I, I don't think after watching that Cowboys game, Steelers Cowboys, I got the feeling that because they were, they were undefeated going into that game, they were like, all right, we're just going to show up and win. And I think they do that with the Bengals, and I think they lose. So we'll see. I think uh, Bills Bengals are L's. Uh, they go fourteen and two. They make it uh, to the conference championship, and then I take. I think they take it out. But as favorites right now, for me at least, I agree with William. Their running game's not outstanding. Like James Connors, all right, he had a good season a couple years ago um, after Le'Veon left, but. Deontay Johnson, Juju, Chase Claypool, the Eric Ebron, like that's a nice set of pass catchers. Ben's looking great, and they have a top defense. They don't really have any holes. I mean, maybe you could talk about their O-line not being elite. I, I don't know. Well, time out, time out. You just, you just said some blasphemy. You know the Steelers' O-line is one of the best pass-protecting O-lines in the whole NFL, if not the best. Like take that, take that back, buddy. You know, like that 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 ain't true, man. They got that boy Alejandro Villanueva at left tackle, and they got David DeCastro. Probably David DeCastro is probably the best guard, that best pass protecting guard in the league. And you're like, oh, Steelers line isn't that good. I'm like, Steelers line is really maybe you could say they're not elite. When I say elite, top three in the league. Don't know the what? What are your top three O lines? Come on, come on, tell me. Go, go. Exactly. You don't exactly. If you said the Cowboys, I was gonna be like, bro, Cowboys will line half them dudes. Everyone's injured. Ooh, ooh, give me your top three. Give me your top three O lines. I'm putting you on the spot right now. Come on. The Vikings. Who the Vikings? Yeah. No. Vikings O line is a bunch of rookies. And they're gonna get mauled. I'll take the Vikings O line. You just said the Vikings O-line. You clearly do not pay attention on how bad that O-line is. They just cut a guy the other way. Ask Dalvin Cook about it, bro. Because they run the cheesiest run scheme in the whole league. It's Gary Kubiak that runs his own run scheme. What do you expect? Are you planning? A team I want to talk about actually coming off fresh off a Monday Night Football win is the Rams. Oh, my God. We got to talk about the freaking – uh, I thought uh, the Rams and the Bucks. You gotta talk about that soon. Says I don't want to talk about the Bucks because I feel like the Bucks are beaten beaten to death. Uh, talked about on ESPN constantly. Yeah, they're good. They'll probably lose in the second round of the playoffs or something. I don't know. I think the Rams. I mean, the NFC isn't very good, but I like the Rams to make the conference final. Uh, they got their first in total defense. Jared Goff, if. If that offensive line protects him, he, he's a competent quarterback. And, he, I mean, he's already played in the Super Bowl. Um, they got a lot of weapons, Cup and, cup and Woods. They got that three-headed monster um, in, the, in the backfield. No, no running back, like, stands out. They couldn't really get anything going last night in terms of the run game, but Whitworth was out. I just really like the team. I think they're really well coached. Um, and that's another negative con, whatever, uh, about the Bucs is they got no, no – uh, they're not very co- coach very well. I think Sean McVay's top three coach, whatever in the NFL. And they got that experience, that playoff experience. I like the bucks or not the bucks, the Rams uh, to make a deep run. And I know Luis is probably going to disagree because he's a saints fan and he thinks they're going to win it all, whatever. I don't know, but I actually agree with that point. I think the Rams get to the title game. To the NFC title game. I don't know if the saints will make it, but I definitely know the Rams will be because the Packers are damn near overrated. I got, in a, I got in a debate with my buddy, and he's like, oh, the Packers are good. And I'm like, you lost to a Phillips Rivers, Phillip Rivers-led offense. That offense is straight anemic. That's God like – was solid in that game, and the Colts D is a top five D in the league. But that offense is not good. That offense is not that good. Imagine being a Bears fan. We, don't, we literally don't score points on offense. I mean, we don't score points on offense. It's a, we don't. It's really tough to watch. I'm not going to lie. I watched one of the – we watched the Bears game a couple weeks ago, 
and I was genuinely struggling. Um, I, I do think watch out for Michael Pittman. Fight on. God bless. Michael Pittman Jr. for the Colts. Emerging right now. Yes. As, as a number one right as a legit number one wide receiver in this league. It's I know it's early. Stop, stop, shut up. Watch. Watch. Yeah. I think you the know, Colts probably end up winning that division, but I just don't see them making a run in the playoffs or anything because that offense, offense is just trash. The offense is trash, bro. All they do is run drag routes. It's yeah, it's literally, that's all they do. Phillip Rivers and chucks it. And their best offensive player is their kicker, Blankenship. Blankenship, yeah, Rodrigo, goggles. You're Blankenship, Mike. I'm just saying, bro. I'm just saying, for football-wise, I mean, I, I, you know, it's whatever. Browns are decent. We haven't talked about the Browns. Browns just keep on winning, man. The Browns, it's yeah, they team. literally just hand the ball off to Hunt and Chubb and score about 10 points a game and give up three and win. They find ways to win, man. You can't get mad at that. That's that's good football. That's good coaching right there, man. You know, so that, you don't they are well-coached. They are well-coached, Kevin Stefanski. And, uh, yeah, they'll probably be the six or seven seed and lose in the first round. But you're right. They, they're, they're a good team. They might be the Steelers week 17. Because the Steelers might not be playing for anything. So, like, they'll just rest and get about, that loss out of the way. What about the Ravens? Is their window closed? Yes. I'm telling you, the problem with the Ravens is – you know, the, 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 the Ravens. The Ravens' problem is, and I've said this to death. It's like go look at go look at, and I know go look at John Harbaugh uh, when he was uh, at San Francisco. Okay, no Jim Harbaugh. My bad, wrong Harbaugh. Jim when he was in San Francisco. They bring in Cap. Greg Roman was the offensive coordinator. They run the pistol with Kaepernick. Kaepernick takes the league by storm. After year one, everybody's like, okay. Let's see him push the ball down the field. And he's not being able to push the ball down the field because they didn't have any receivers on the team. All they had is Vernon Davis. Same thing's happening in Baltimore. All you got is Mark Andrews. And then Marquise Brown is a speedster, but you can't, you can't, you can't get open. Like when you don't have enough line protection and the reads aren't there, they don't have the correct receivers. And then the other problem is, is half their O-line's out. Their best guard from last season, probably the best guard in the league, Marshall Yonda, retired. And then Ronnie Staley broke his leg when he got that bag. And then they can't snap a ball. Go look at the Patriots game. They couldn't snap a ball. I thought the Patriots were going to make the playoffs this year, but they proved me wrong this year. So I, After I, that- I do. Their line is has banged up. They have a lot of injuries, but their defense is still solid. And I just think, like, if you're down 10, in a game against a big, a good team like the Titans or the, I don't know, Steelers in the playoffs. I just don't trust Lamar to get me back in the game like I do with Mahomes. Mahomes, the Chiefs fell behind by double digits in both of their first two playoff games last year. And they came back and the first one was a blowout with the Texans. They were down like 21 nothing or something absurd. Came back and ended up blowing them out. Fell down to the Titans and ended up winning. Like I trust Mahomes and that offense to do to come back. I mean, maybe not this year actually because their defense is pretty subpar. But last year, and I, I just don't trust Lamar in those situations because so much of his game is predicated on his running ability. And I know you can talk about the receivers; they don't have really a, a true number one. And they've struggled to establish the run game with Ingram like they did last year. But I think this is honestly like one of the biggest post MVP, like one of the worst post MVP seasons in recent memory uh, in the NFL for me. That's, a, that's, well, that's, a the thing, that's the same thing that's happening with Tennessee. Like I don't trust Tennessee. If Tennessee's down 10, go look at the game plan with the Colts played on, 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 on Tennessee the other week. Tennessee got down two possessions and Tennessee cannot throw the ball. They're not made to throw the ball. They're made they, that when they have to throw the ball and get themselves back into a game, by throwing the ball, they will not. They have – it's a good thing with Baltimore. They, they are predicated on the run. And when you don't have the run game set up and you go fall behind in games early or fall behind in games in the middle and you have to come back by slinging it, they have no answer. So there you go. That's your biggest issue for Tennessee and Baltimore. I think that's pretty obvious about Tennessee. They're, they're, they're screwed if they fall behind. Ref. Yeah, Luis, I remember – 
a month ago you were talking about how Ryan Tannehill is one of the few best quarterbacks in the league, and, and now you're talking about the Titans not being able to come back. I trust Tannehill more than Lamar Jackson. If I have to come down from a two-touchdown deficit, like come back, I probably trust Tannehill more. Lamar's been – Lamar's still been an above-average quarterback uh, in terms of his production, but obviously super disappointing. Hollywood Brown has been not – like he looked like he could emerge as a number one guy last year. He's been super disappointing. I think if they release J.K. Dobbins, let him roam free. Like if they don't have Mark Ingram – and Gus Edwards taking away snaps from him. I think Dobbins can be a star, but they got to give him that chance. And yeah, I mean, if they're down, the Ravens are, are kind of done. Like if they found themselves in any of the three games you discussed, William, like the Chiefs found themselves in that position last year, they would lose all of those games. So I don't know, man. I think if they were so good if they were firing on all cylinders like they were last year and they don't have to come back like from two or three touchdown deficits, then they're still a legit contender. But right now I just don't see it. Uh, but okay. things change. The window is closed for this year. I don't want to say ever. Lamar might rebound, have an amazing season next year. Hollywood Brown might have – like it gets released, oh, this guy's been hella banged up yet surgery and now he's sick i things happen so i don't want to close the door completely but this season it's done uh, i will wrap our nfl talk whatever on this out of so there's i think there's a bunch of seven and three teams actually there's like four seven and three teams in the nfc afc right now the five six and seven five tennessee six cleveland seven raiders Eight Baltimore, nine Miami. Out of those teams, who do you say gets the six and seven? Five, six, seven. For me, I think we got. I think Tennessee and Indy both make it. I think Cleveland makes it, and I think Vegas makes it. I actually think it stays the way it is right now. I agree. I'm thinking. I'm thinking Vegas and Cleveland, and the loser of the NFC of the AFC South. It'd be. I mean, something catastrophic would need to happen. I. I, I don't know, man. I mean, I mean, you can see the Ravens win this week, but I don't think they'll beat the Browns. I think the Browns might might win, dog. I think the Browns might 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 you know put up ten wins this year. I like the Dolphins. I know you guys aren't talking about the Dolphins, but I like the Dolphins. Miles Gaskin's been injured for a few weeks, but when he comes back, I I don't know. They have a very solid defense, obviously, and Tua looks. Looks really good. I mean, I know it was a risk. What? What he does? He got he benched does. this week. He oh, looks good. The defense, dog. That defense is carrying the Dolphins. Shut up with that blasphemy. That was some bullshit, man. The defense is carrying Tua. Look to it. Number one versus the Rams. He did nothing. It was that defense. Luis, I let you talk for fifty minutes. He's a rookie quarterback. He's gonna have ups and downs. I've seen flashes. Of greatness, maybe you think that's hyperbolic. Maybe you don't think that's true. I think he recovers. I think it was a smart move, even when they started out super well to bench Fitzpatrick. You have to see what you have in Tua. I think Tua in the next couple of years is going to become a top ten guy. I don't think he's there yet, but I've seen a lot of stuff that I like. So maybe he hasn't looked great past couple games i think he rebounds if they give him another chance and and they make the playoffs but we'll see and then obviously i have the uh, he, he kind of raised the red flag when he came out and said that he's not sure he'll ever get back to where he was pre-injury that uh, that concerns me. yeah i think out of all the rookie quarterbacks herbert's by far the best one dude's just bombing it it's so unfortunate that he plays for the chargers a team that has zero fans but that's not true. I know a Chargers fan. I live with a Chargers fan in LA. There's yeah. no, there, yeah, there's like hardly any Chargers fans. Well, usually, a big, imagine Justin Herbert on the freaking Bears. The Bears if, have never had a good if, if Justin Herbert was on the Bears, the Bears 
would be a top three team in the league. But we can say that about a lot of great quarterbacks. If the, they pick for the, the Bears, Bears haven't had a good quarterback ever, ever. Huh? The Bears have not had one good quarterback in franchise history. Yeah, Jay Cutler's probably your best quarterback ever, and he's he was at his best. He was average. So there you go. That yeah. it's classic Bears. It's sad, man. It's sad. So we uh, posted a story to our Instagram account on Sunday evening asking for your mailbag questions. We didn't get a huge, huge response this time like we did last time. Uh, but again, follow us at the Critics Corner Pod on Instagram. Also on Twitter, I can't remember our at, but just search up the Critics Corner and it'll show up. Uh, we, got a, we got a couple ones. We'll start out with our boy Dimbo. Dimbo. He sent us three, one about NBA, which we already discussed, or actually two about NBA, which we already discussed. But he sent one about music, and obviously our Taylor Swift podcast did pretty well, so I'll, I'll ask this question to you guys. He says, I'm not really sure what he's getting at here. In verses, do you think anyone can beat Drake? I think Kanye and Hove. I don't know what he, if he means like in a rap battle or like – I thought – if you match up someone's career and play like Drake, we talked about Taylor Swift as somebody that can maybe match him up. That's obviously not the same genre. I don't think Kanye Kanye has the catalog that Drake does. Um, I can't think of anybody if I'm being honest. Kendrick's not quite up there. It's tough, man. It's I know our mod would never pick anybody over Drake, so that's not much of a conversation. Yeah, true. Luis, do you, you have any thoughts? Bruh, you know, so so essentially for our viewers that do not know what Versus is, um, Versus is a uh, Apple Music-based uh, sort of like TV thing where they get two artists and they put them against each other career-wise. So I think why Dimbo is asking this is because last week we had on Thursday – we had the Gucci Man versus Jeezy versus, which was something that was surprising because they actually tried to kill each other. Uh, and it's been an ongoing beef for the past 20 years. And so it's really nice that we've seen uh, unity in the year 2020 and we're getting brought together and we're buried the hatching. So that's what we're meaning. And so, I mean, in regards to Drake, I mean, it usually when they do these verses, it's the same genre. So, I mean, we can see Jay-Z could, could beat him. Kanye would be close. And, I mean, we don't know, man. There's there's a lot of guys, you know, Little Wayne versus Drake. That could be a good one. And we, we sleep on Wayne a lot because that's, that's like, Drake's father. But, I mean, it'll be interesting. There's, you know, a lot of people are, after the last week's verses, are clamoring for a – Jay-Z and Nas versus after their beef. And even locally, uh, people have called out for a young dolphin, Yo Gotti versus, but I think somebody would die in that versus. I was surprised, like, people were actually surprised that nobody was harmed or nothing happened during the versus against uh, Gucci Man and Jeezy. And it was actually pretty entertaining. Uh, I watched highlights of it. Um, I was out that night doing, um, you know, that's, it's, I was out that night. Just, that's a story time. I was activities. I was, I was, I was, I was, I was, I was inebriated. Let's put it that way. <laughs> any other way to put it? I don't know. Nice. All right. Another one we got in the only other mailbag question we have Joe Sieben, uh, who was on our last podcast. He sent in a couple questions here, and the, the first one is he's asking for Luis's workout schedule. And we haven't talked about lifting in a while on this pod. So, Luis, what's your, uh, your split? What, are you, what, what is your gym sketch looking like right now, bro? I'm on a six-day split right now. I'm benching on Mondays and Fridays. I'm doing uh, overhead – I'm doing benching on Mondays with overhead press, two compound movements and some accessories. Uh, Tuesdays are my deadlift days. I deadlift and front squat. Uh, Thursday, uh, Wednesdays is more of a lighter day, so I do overhead press and I do um, what else do I do? Overhead press and uh, incline bench press with accessories sprinkled in. Thursdays I squat and I I just exclusively squat. 
And then Fridays I bench and do close grip bench press. And Saturdays I just bench and do, uh, I do deadlift or front squat. And so probably going to change it up because I'm going back home for the holidays and, you know, I have a little winter coat on right now. It's time to shed the winter coat off and get ready for 2021. Um, as flight would say, as our, as the boy flight, January, 2021, um, that's final form boys. Really? Cause it was June, 2020, six months ago. It was. <laughs> I don't think we ever got there. Oh, we got there, baby. Okay. Don't, don't call me baby. That's weird. Oh, Next man. thing Joe sends in Taylor Swift slash Scooter Braun drama. I have no idea what that is. I don't know who Scooter Braun. I don't even know who Scooter Braun is. I pay Scooter zero. Braun is Justin Bieber's manager. He's a big. What happened? I don't know, but I just I've just heard about the guy. The dude's an idiot. This dude got involved in the call her daddy drama with a. Oh, is it that guy? Yeah, Scooter Braun. Not not Suitman, uh, but Scooter Braun, but the other guy that was involved. Should we do a Justin Bieber 64 song bracket? No. <laughs> Please, yeah. We could, I mean, we really could. We really could. But I I don't like any song. No, that's a lie. I like two of his songs. So yeah, I don't like any of his songs. I like the holiday, 64 holiday bracket better. Fourth of July. Honestly, Final Four would be like Christmas, Thanksgiving, Halloween, July, and Halloween. Those are probably the one seeds. And then you can mix in like National Donut Day and like Flag. I honestly love Flag Day. If, if you're uh, if you're a um, like college white girl, you love Earth Day because you get to post all of your pictures of you traveling. It's just a excuse for you to post that. So, oh, bro, you forgot. You have to have the Starbucks in there. Starbucks. You can't cap. They have pictures with the earth in, the, in there. So. Not a publicist. Oh, Jaden Sancho just scored a beautiful free kick. Jayden Could be at United, but he's not Luis. Could be at United. As Luis takes a business call. Oh, Luis. Luis getting breaking news. Luis, get, Luis is actually getting a call from an NBA agent about he's about to break the uh, John Morant Max extension to, uh, contract, even though he's in his second year. <laughs> he's in his second year. is completely illegal. Also, by the way, I got to add something um, on another note, on a music note, um, and we can talk about this on our future podcasts when we get to the, the Grammys, but um, the weekend got snubbed from any Grammy nomination from after hours when he had blinding lights and we'll leave it at that one. That's crazy. I did not know. I don't like the Grammys. It's basically a concert. So what's the point? I don't know. <laughs> this is true. Uh, you guys, I don't know, we can wrap up. I don't, I don't have much else to talk about. Hope everyone has a great Thanksgiving. Stay safe. Likewise. Um, hey, be thankful for everything you got. I'm thankful for the boys. I'm thankful for my co-host, Armand, me and William. I'm really thankful. God bless us. So here at 2021, let's get it, boys. Can't wait to get the holiday season going, baby. So, right. On a real note, on record, is it broken before you graduate? But we don't – both of those things have been pushed back. So yeah, we that – no, what's gonna hit first? Does he A does he graduate and B does he break Sahara? That's... Yeah, you have to uh, Luis, what are you thinking? What comes first? <laughs> Honestly, right now my it's they they're not trying to let me graduate, so I may be Van Wilder out here. Van National Lampoons, Van Wilder edition, Xavier edition out here. Yeah. Well, you know, it's all good. You kind of got screwed with that internship class, but I, I I feel it coming in the spring as he takes another business call. So we're going to wrap there. Uh, thanks for making it this far on the podcast. If you did next one is going to be, we're getting in the holiday spirit next week and we're yes. going to be doing a 64 holiday bracket. Going to yes. bring on a guest. Probably we're feeling, we're feeling festive and we're going to rank these, these uh, holidays. I feel an upset coming in the first round, but we know Boxing you don't, day. Boxing we day. don't know who's seated anywhere, but we feel an upset. Coming. We know, we know you guys love the bracket podcast. So we're going to come back with another one. Thank you guys for listening to this one. Thank you, Armand and Luis for joining us, joining me today. Uh, 
And yeah, we'll catch you guys on the next podcast. Peace out. Mbappe!